Hey everybody, Scott here. Welcome to the Scott Stubbin Podcast. Um, yeah, so how's how's everyone doing? Yeah, um, again, I'm, I'm kind of going live right now on Facebook, so if you're listening to the podcast, the version of this episode, uh, usually Thursday afternoons, usually somewhere between like 11 and 1, I'm... Uh, Doing a pod, doing a live feed, um, unless otherwise noted, either through the uh, Facebook page or even through my personal website, thescottstedman.com. Uh, you can just kind of check me out in in those places or any other uh, place you listen to a podcast. Um, so yeah, the last couple weeks really been talking about uh, church stuff from the SBC to even the uh, UMC and all the stuff that's been going on with um, both of those uh, denominations. Uh, so today I'm actually going to kind of lighten it up a little bit um, and talk about the theology of Kingdom Hearts. Now, for those of you who don't know what Kingdom Hearts is, Kingdom Hearts is a video game series that was produced by Square Enix. Uh, I remember when it first came out, it was like, uh, basically it was being pitched as a crossover or a mashup between Final Fantasy and Disney, which when you think about those um, those two properties, you wouldn't think they would go together, but oh my goodness, um, it had spawned to become a huge following a lot of people liked the game's battle system was unique um, as it had not only your uh, role-playing elements, but even um, just uh, have your more action-adventure uh, battle systems. And even just the interaction between um, hopping to different worlds and seeing um, Hercules and fighting along Hercules or Woody and Buzz and even Donald and Goofy. Like, who would have thought that this game would have been so popular. Kingdom Hearts first came out on the PlayStation 2, and uh, just, uh, I think, in January, February? Oh, I don't even remember. I don't even remember when it came out, but Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, which was like like a long time coming after all the different spinoffs. Now, if you want to know the story of Kingdom Hearts, um, I'm not going to tell you because it is complex as a get-out. And there's actually a couple of great YouTube videos. If you just go on YouTube and go, uh, it's a story of Kingdom Hearts. Um, you're you're going to find a bunch of videos. I know um, for those of you who are fans of the Angry Video Game Nerd, uh, he did one <laughs> about Kingdom Hearts. And, and it's absolutely hilarious. Anything that... Uh, James Rolfe does with the Angry Video Game character, uh, Angry Video Game Nerd character is um, is just genius. I, I just love it. Um, but um, I just finished beating Kingdom Hearts three, and when I say beat it, I mean beat the game, secret ending, everything like that. If you have not beat Kingdom Hearts three. I am going to probably spoil some things for you, especially some of the interesting things about the end game um, that really is going to kind of talk a little bit. And I'm sure these themes were in other games, but it just was a reminder when I was playing through the third one and came to the end of beating it that there are some uh, interesting points that really made me think about some theological things that we read in the uh, scripture, the Holy Scriptures of the Bible, and how some of those themes were connecting to this game, which really kind of gave me like a insight into the game. Um, so, 
So what is Kingdom Hearts? You know, that's kind of the big thing. Well, Kingdom Hearts is this um, almost kind of like this moon-looking shape heart that when it's unlocked, um, kind of creates, kind of resets everything back to zero. Um, and that was kind of the big thing for a Xenohort. He wanted to unlock Kingdom Hearts to kind of get everything back to ground zero again uh, so that all of creation and life and then whoever unlocks Kingdom Hearts can kind of create, recreate everything in the world of creation, all these other worlds that people travel to. Like everything would reset, go back to zero, and kind of be rebuilt back up. So... And here's where the spoiler is going to come in. But so after in Kingdom Hearts 3, you know, there's this conversation about why Xenohort wants to unleash Kingdom Hearts on the world. And kind of the big thing was, is he talks about at the beginning of creation, there was light. And then when mankind was created, darkness was in darkness was able to seep into man's heart. And that's what and that's what kind of caused all this darkness and pain and suffering in the world. Because originally when the world was created, it was supposed to be created as light, and everything in creation was supposed to be uh, full of light in a um in an emotion in a basically in a spiritual sense, an emotional sense, and a physical sense. Like things were supposed to be great, but now we have darkness in the world. So we're going to unleash Kingdom Hearts to kind of reset everything and go back to zero. Um, and then I know Sora talks about, and that's kind of the big overarching theme of Kingdom Hearts throughout the games is this concept of friendship and building relationships with people, friendships, and it's through having friends and and sharing your hearts with other people uh, that's going to kind of bring light back into the world through just love and unity and and all that all that fun. Uh, mushy gushy stuff um, or as my uh, buddy uh, John Mark would say sloppy agape <laughs> so um, so with this idea of Kingdom Hearts you know I, we kind of in a way we see Xenohort throughout the series as this big evil guy but in the end he really wants to get things back like to how creation was originally was and he's kind of doing some unjust means to get to that point and we see sora donald goofy and the um the uh warriors of light keyblade wielders that are trying to stop them and as i was listening to these themes and xenohort speech and even sora speech and at the end of this at the end of the kingdom hearts 3 it really made me think about the creation story in Genesis where, you know, God created, there was darkness and the earth was void. God said, let there be light. And there was light and everything that God created was good. And then we see the fall of man. And that's when things got bad, when man was disobedient to God. But one of the things that's different from the theological standpoint of Kingdom Hearts is, yeah, we see this thing about friendship and love and unity and that, you know, people are not always a bad. And even there's a couple of uh, characters like with Ventus and, um, you know, things with Sora and Ventus. There is a, a scene uh, towards the end game of Kingdom Hearts 3 where, you know, Sora kind of said, you know, let your heart be open to light and you don't have to allow the darkness to control you. And Ventus kind of chooses darkness. Um, and that was and that was it. Um, so 
we kind of see those same themes, and that's the same things we see in the Gospels. We That's the thing we see in the epistles, that if we are supposed to be light bringers of sharing the light of Jesus Christ to people, then yeah, there's that connection. The one thing that Kingdom Hearts doesn't hit on is that Jesus Christ connection, which probably, again, is not going to be something that's going to be in a mainstream video game. Um, you're not going to see a lot of that. Maybe if Wisdom Tree was back and they created Kingdom Hearts, but it'd probably be a crappy game anyway. It wouldn't be as good as a lot of Wisdom Tree's games were not that great. Um, for those of you who don't know what Wisdom Tree is, it was a... Um, it was basically back in like the uh, late 80s, 90s. It was a Christian video game company that was able to jailbreak uh, since the NES to get past the censors to be able to publish Christian-themed video games. And they had stuff like Spiritual Warfare, Exodus, uh, Noah's Ark 3D, which was kind of like a uh, Wolfenstein 3D game on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, it, 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 they weren't great. Um, but... I was looking at those themes, and it's very interesting that, you know, and I believe, and one of the things I do see is that, yeah, you know, as human beings, we are capable of either being bringers of light or darkness, and we can allow our hearts to be influenced by good things and light, and we can allow our hearts to be influenced by bad things. And, I mean, it's not necessarily that we are choosing what's good and bad, but we live in a world where, you know, I could be having a good day, and I could have you know, a loving relationship with my wife and my kids. And then all of a sudden there could be things where I'm not getting that same lovey-dovey feelings where there could be trials or situations in my life and the life of my family where things just aren't looking great. They're looking kind of gloomy. And that's just kind of the uh, nature of this world we live in is that there's always going to be good things about this world. There's also going to be bad things about this world. There's also going to be... Um, Times where we're going to be at the peaks of the mountains, where the sun's shining on us, and we're going to just be admiring all the beauty that this world has to offer. And then we're going to be in the deepest valleys where we're just going to be dark and gloomy, and we're just not going to be able to see anything. And all we see around us is just pain and death and decay. But it's always important that, you know, how we handle those situations is always going to move us in that direction. So even in the valley, if I continue to move towards light and continue to pursue light, and that's what's going to be good. And especially it's always important for us to surround ourselves with people who always want to help us to pursue good and to pursue light and to pursue healing. And I think that's very um, interesting as far as Christianity is that, you know, we have the church, the bride of Christ, that we are supposed to be light bearers and light bringers, and we're supposed to be proclaiming the good news uh, to people and let people know that, you know, this world is just not about the darkness and the pain and the suffering that we experience, but we have hope because our hope is in Jesus Christ. And that is a message that is very important for us to be able to see those things and be able to proclaim those things, and especially with a group of people who are in one accord, who are who are like-minded of Christ and, and have the passions and want to live out the mission of Christ, we really see that it would be like... Um, 
very similar to the Keyblade to the Warriors of Light, the Keyblade holders, who were basically pursuing not to unleash Kingdom Hearts, but know that you know there is still good in this world, and that through love and friendship and everything else, that you know things will be okay. Um, especially if we invest our hearts into everything about trying to make this world a better place. Um, and I mean, scripture's different because the Jesus element's not in the kingdom hearts element, but there were similar themes. And I think that's a great message for us to see, which then goes to my point, which if you followed my podcast for many, many years, you know, that with my, um, theology and films and film for thoughts and stuff that a lot of times even in media from music to movies even the video games that sometimes there are some spiritual themes that do work their way in i don't necessarily think that the um game designer or the directors or the writers are like hey we're gonna throw in christian themes into this game um maybe like castlevania uh but um but yeah, like there's a lot of things, and I, and I believe that if we are in tune with the Spirit and we're in tune with God's Word, that sometimes God can convey His truths to us through not only the Word, but even sometimes surprise us through different mediums that we see in our world. So again, that's kind of my discussion on um, the Kingdom Hearts series. Again, if you have not played Kingdom Hearts, I would recommend if you're like, well, do I have to play all the games? Um, no. Even though you can get like, um, there's like Kingdom Hearts, a story so far that has Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, um, has also kind of the other side things. And even some games you can't play, they're just like little videos. But even at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 3, like even if you watch the introduction, it will kind of keep you up the story up to date. So even if you have no clue about the story, you can jump right into the third game, play it and really be like, okay, I kind of understand. But even me who has played Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, um, Kingdom Hearts 3D, Dream Drop Distance, uh, Birth by Sleep, all these games, the story's still confusing to me. And especially at the end of playing the game, I kind of made sense, but still I didn't really understand how all these working parts all connected throughout these games. So again, maybe I'll go back and I'll try to play through them in order and maybe I'll make the story make sense. Probably not. But again, it's a fun game. I enjoyed it. I beat it. And hopefully you, and I think you guys, as my listeners will enjoy it too. All right, guys, that is it for this podcast. Uh, again, just a reminder, my contest is still going on. For those of you who are listening, um, I have a contest. Basically, I have watched 200 plus movies from the Criterion Collection. And basically, the contest is is that basically all you have to do is just write me, either send me an email, send me a private message, uh, however you want to contact me, even if you just want to post something on my page, basically letting me know what film I have not seen um, and why I should see it from the Criterion Collection. And if I pick your response, you will get a free Blu-ray or DVD of your choice from the Criterion Collection. So again, that contest is still going on. I'm going to probably have it running for a couple more weeks before I close the contest and pick a winner. Also, um, just another thing is that next week I will not have a podcast. Um, I am going to be leaving to do state youth convention. So I still have a lot of stuff to prepare for that trip. Uh, so I'm not going to be um, – and I also have a uh, promo video that I need to work on. So depending on um, the slave masters, how much they're going to work me um, – 
that's probably going to take up most of my time, so I won't have time to jump on and and do a podcast. Plus, it might be good to take a week off to see what's happening in the world and get some fresh perspective on things. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching if you're watching the Facebook live stream. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you soon.